مثمرة الفضيلة أو مثمرة السيرة الحسنة أو مثمرة بالعلاقات الطيبة الموجودة مع كل إنسان. شجرة الميلاد شجرة ثابتة في الأرض تعلمنا أيضاً الثبات وتعلمنا النور ونضيف إلى ذلك أن الشجرة دائماً تنهض إلى السماء فهي تتجه إلى السماء من عام إلى عام عندما تنمو ترفع رؤيتنا وقلوبنا إلى السماء. الأمر السادس في رسائل الميلاد العديدة قريب بالتعليم. عندما ذهب القديس يوسف النجار مع أمنا القديسة مريم ولم يجد مكان في بيت العهد بسبب الإحصاد والتعداد الذي كان موجودا في ذلك الوقت، نرى أن بيت العهد كلها كانت مزدحمة. مفيش مكان. ولكن صاحب البيت أشار عليهم بوجود المسجد. ما نعرفش إن المسجد ده ممكن يكون مكان ضيافة، هو للحيوانات فقط. ولكن أشار عليهم بوجود المسجد، وتجنب أن يكون لهم ما عنديش مكان. وهنا ظهرت صورة الإنسان الخادم أو الحياة الخادمة. الحياة الخادمة التي تخدم الآخرين يجب أن يتجنب أن يقول كلمة ما عنديش أو ما فيش أو كلمة لا. هو أرجو هذا الأسود نحن نسميه أسود ولكنه حظيرة للحيوانات للصور وللحبار ولبعض الحيوانات الأخرى وهذا الأسود صار مكانا دافئا مميرا لامعا مشهورا في العالم كله وصارت الخدمة التي قدمها صاحب البيت ولا نعرف اسمه ولكنه قدمها بمحبة وحل مشكلة الخادم هو الذي يستطيع أن يحل المشكلة ويتجنب دائما أن يرفض طلبة لخدمة الآخرين ومساعدة الآخرين ولذلك صارت بيت لحم ليس الصغرى في يابوزا وصارت مشهورة في العالم هذه رسائل الميلاد النجم الحياة السماوية والشجرة الحياة المثمرة والنسوة الحياة الخادمة. هذه الرسائل مع رسائل أخرى أود أن أقدمها لكم للجميع لكل كنيسة ولكل مرشية لكل الآباء المساقطة والآباء المقارنة والآباء الكهنة ومجالس الكنائس والشمالسة لكل الشعب للشباب وللأطفال في كل كنيسة وفي كل مكان يتواجد فيه الأطباء وهم يحتفلون بعيد الميلاد في هذا اليوم. تحياتي ومحبتي لكم جميعا من أرض مصر من أرض القديس مالي مرقص كاروس بلادنا العزيزة وأهنئكم جميعا وأرجو لكم كل خير في العام الجديد وأبي نيوير وميري كريسماس. I read for you all. The message from His Grace His Eminence Metropolitan Yusuf, and uh, also it's from uh, Bishop Bays and Bishop Gregory as well. My beloved, I wish you a joyous nativity feast and blessed new year. On this holy night, the entire world is called to believe. The incarnation of the Word of God fulfilled promises and prophecies. The beginning of the healing and dissolving the estranged relationship between heaven and earth began with the nativity of our Lord Jesus. The true worship of God 
begins with the birth of Christ, the King and Savior of the world. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Believing is the first step, but not the only one. Believing must uh, last a lifetime. Believing does not equate to a life without changes, but an assurance that God is with us and ever-present in our lives. Thus, all challenges can be managed, for with God nothing will be impossible. Believing in God is not based on words, but a joyful and growing relationship with Him. St. Joseph the Righteous Man had legitimate concerns regarding St. Mary, but was assured in a dream and believed. Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take with you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is 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 of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. St. Elizabeth acknowledged St. Mary's faith in God's word and proclaimed, Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. Because she believed the Virgin Mother of God is the strongest woman mentioned in the Holy Scriptures and throughout history. She is pictured as the meek and soft-spoken gentle dove, but she is also strong, bold, and courageous. She believed and was unafraid of gossip, criticism, and even death should her society condemn her as an unwed mother at that time. She did not hide in shame, but immediately left to serve her elderly cousin during both of their pregnancies and expected nothing in return. At the wedding in Cana of Galilee, when the couple was uh, distressed because of what they lacked, she went directly to her son and stated their need without asking for a miracle or favor. She believed that he would solve their problem, and he did. How many marriages today fall apart because they stopped believing that God could solve their problems? St. Mary's silent reverence spoke volumes. Hunted by Herod, she sheltered the infant Christ from uh, Bethlehem to Egypt, the land of her ancestors' exodus, and accepted homelessness as a refuge and a stranger because she believed. Having heard the great news from the angel, the shepherds believed and, her- and hurried to behold the nativity of the Lord. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. The Magi proved to be wise, for they did not ignore the profound image in the sky, which they perceived as a divine message, but yearned to see the infant king to worship him. Where he, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For he, for we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. It is sad to hear that some people go to church reluctantly or out of guilt. Rather, learn from the simple and the wise who believed and welcomed him. With joy and devotion, the simple hastened to greet him, and the wise unwearingly reached him. Let us enter his church as the Magi entered his his home. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. What what treasure can each of us present to him? Tithing is merely 10%. 
Yet some people do not even want to do that. Others search for unneeded or, uh, or worn out items to donate to the church. But these wise men opened their treasures and presented him with significant gifts. Therefore, my beloved, believe and hasten to worship him. How disappointing and strange it is to hear pure ignorance and empty words of those who ridicule the faith. Yet they call themselves Christian, though Christ is not a priority in their lives. They have adopted a convoluted identity and, and model it to their children, causing them more confusion and detachment from the church. Examine the reward of those who believe. Let us believe wholeheartedly and welcome him daily with, thank, with thankfulness for all his goodness. God's peace resonates in the lives of believers in every condition and in whatever condition. For skeptics, happiness is always provisional and dependent upon something material, whether it is finance, advances, romances, or mere chance. But they are never completely, eternally secure. For them, happiness is always contingent, and the void uh, in their souls remains because they cannot achieve inner peace without Him. True peace can only come through Jesus Christ, our good Savior. This is the holy, uh, this is the holy night when peace entered into the world. Believe and the fruit of your faith will shine forth and lead others to Christ the King, just as angels proclaimed to the shepherds and the star led the wise men to Him. Through the intercession of the Mother of God, may the Lord keep the life of our honored Father, His Holiness Pope Tuadrus II, Pope and Patriarch of the Church of Alexandria and the See of St. Mark for many years and peaceful times. Come, believe, worship, and glorify the Lord, King and Savior Jesus Christ. God bless you all. In the name of the Father and the Son and Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. In the book of Isaiah, there is a prophecy about the coming of the Messiah and the incarnation of the Son of God. And the verse says, unto us a son is given. A son is usually, or any son, is born to his family. But this one is different. This one is given to us. And this is a gift that's beyond any other gift. Something when we reflect on that God gave himself to us humans. So today we are going to talk in a few words about God's gift and how it is rewarded from us who receive this gift. First, what are the graces of the mystery of incarnation? What some of these blessings that we received because of this son who came to us and became one of us? We say in the, in the uh, uh, doxology or the psalm that he took what is ours and gave us what is his. He took our body in order for us to be able to receive his. We come and we gather around the table of the Eucharist, partake of him. This only happened because of the mystery of incarnation. The son that was given to us make us to belong to God and we belong to his family. We became children of God because he, the son of God, became a son of man. He allowed us in his humility to be able to serve him who gave everything to us allowed himself in his meekness to receive our help and our support and our care through the mystery of incarnation 
we will be able to understand his will. He spoke to us and he gave us himself to understand how much he cares. If God kept on talking with us without being able to see and interact, many things will be missing about how we know him and how we understand his good will. He also carried the burden of reconciling us with the Father. After the enmity, we became children and friends. And in him and through the mystery of incarnation, every virtue was defined and portrayed. We understand what is humility because of Christ. We understand what is patience because of Christ. We understand what is sacrifice and love because of him. All of these are portrayed very well in the person of the Son of God. So this is the gift. But how we received him, how we as humans, we receive Christ. Usually in this season of Christmas, we trade and we interchange gifts between one another. And usually we are appreciative of the gifts. Whenever somebody hands something to us, we appreciate this. But when it comes to Christ, the reception was different. People received him in different way, still till today. The first group of people are those people who perceived him as a threat, like Herod. Herod did not favor that this man or this boy is going to be the king. He is going to force a change, and he was not happy with this. In the same way also today, him being a gift or is given to us, we understand if we accept him, we have to change. And this is not something that everybody welcomes. People sometimes try to keep him away at the door, not to come in my house. If he come in my house, many things have to change. Many things have to be deleted. It's not proper for us to receive him while we keep things that's against his holiness. So this is one group of people who do not like the gift simply because this is a threat and they want to keep their convenience with the lifestyle they are leading. Another group of people who are indifferent to the gift. And indifference is the worst reward for love. There is one saying by a Jewish writer. He says, what is against love is not hatred. It is indifference. It's lacking the understanding, the appreciation. We don't care. Unfortunately, this is the status in the world today. People no more care about about God and about Christ. Even keeping him in the occasion of the Christmas became something from the past. You find maybe religious people or people who are old who are still say to each other Merry Christmas in this time of the of the year. Being indifferent to the gift, or whatever it is. Another group of people, those who perceive God as an interruption. The liturgy is an interruption. The time of prayer is an interruption. I have plans. I have things I am busy doing. You remember the parable of the Great Supper in Luke 14. Those who were invited, they answered him in, in, by excuses. They all with one accord they began to make excuses. He was an interruption to them. Sadly also this is common today. God becomes an interruption. I have life that I want to lead and then I am requested at a certain time that I stop this kind of things that I am so much interested in in order for me maybe to stand and pray, open the Bible and read, come to the church and attend the liturgy. 
definitely this is not how we should receive the gift. Another group of people, those who cared only about his gifts, not himself, what he can give. In many occasions, we think of God only as a provider. What he can give to me? What is in it for me? So the whole relationship is about this kind of benefiting from him on material things. I run to him whenever I have an exam or an interview or I have an issue or a problem or a challenge, but under like uh, normal circumstances, he has no presence and I have no interest. Another group of people also receive the gift by thinking of him as a burden. Oh, we have this burden. And unfortunately, some of those are who are called servants. God spoke to his priests in the Old Testament and said, You also say, Oh, what a weariness, and you sneer at it, at God's service. Are we among those people who receive God as a burden? We think of him and the responsibilities that he grant to us in order to be able to help one another as a burden. This is something, again, that many people receive the gift as a burden and sneered at it. So who are those who appreciated him? Those who responded well to the gift. The first group of people are those who knew that they were in darkness. And that's why they understood that him being the light. They accepted and rewarded the gift by offering repentance. This is the ultimate reward of the gift. This is what he is after. This is the change that he is expecting us to to receive and do in our lives. Those also who appreciated the gift are those who valued him, not his riches, riches as the true gift. It is him. It is Christ the person. It is not what he can give. He did not promise us that if you follow me, if you come to me, everything will go with you as you wish. But he promised us more than this. You will have him and his presence and his peace and him being the true reason of joy. Those who appreciated the gift also are those who carried him and his message and his example to the world, like the disciples. They went preaching, speaking um, on his behalf. They were his ambassadors, those who truly understood the value of the gift and they were appreciative of it. And again, those people who found in him and with him the ultimate meaning and purpose of life. We are called all of us today, if we value the gift, if we receive it and we want to reward it right, to be among those people, those people who were who repented, who valued him, who carried him and his message, and who found in him and with him the ultimate meaning of, and purpose of life. May the Lord to grant us all to receive the gift and to reward it with our lives and our love. And glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.